What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachalki. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler and I will discuss this week's TSK Show NFL Power Rankings. I'll also have a full breakdown of what it was like to be at SoFi Stadium for the Rams and Cardinals game over the weekend, and we'll make our picks of the week for week five in the NFL. All this and more on episode 214 of the TSK show coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 214 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Joining me as always... Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm coming off a wild night. Uh-oh. What I'm, happened? A bowling. Oh, bowling. What? Excuse me. Bowling. I'm in a bowling league. Oh, uh, this is news to me. A legit bowling league. And last night, I bowled the game of my life. What? Explain. Just hot hand. I had to hang my t-shirt in the rafters. I hung Already? It with, You're I, retiring? Yeah, I hung it with my... With the jerseys on the two scoops trophy. Oh yes, that's I awesome. Like, Fuck. Uh, I bowled a two. <laughs> I bowled a two forty seven, which is like two forty seven. I'm not with with you know. Uh, there was somebody that bowled a um, a three hundred that night, and so I think I got, you were with someone that bowled a three hundred last night, and you bowled a two forty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what then, were you guys drinking? And then uh, oh, you know, vodka. Okay. All right. The magical, the magical sauce. Um, no, it was crazy. I, we went. It was the third game of the night, and we went from you know this team that we we're playing, wh- who was not the three hundred team. The three hundred was a couple lanes down. But, oh, okay. But um, the team we were playing was super nice to us the whole time, super friendly. And then about halfway through the third game, I hit my fourth strike in a row, and they start just like changing their tone completely. They were fucking pissed. They were pissed because we're a new team, right? So they think I'm just like some jackass out here. Like, they're they're going through the papers from last week, trying to figure out what my average was. <laughs> they were trying to that we were at last place after week one. Our team was the worst team in the league out of like, out of thirty teams. I think there's thirty teams. Oh we're, my we're goodness, 30th. this is a legit league. Yeah, no, this. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we're we're we know how to bowl, but we're not like competitive by any means. No, I've gone bowling with you before. Like it's yeah. it's fun. It, it yeah. gets competitive. Yeah, but. and like I mean, I know like when I take it serious, I can do decently. But I'm not talking like, I think my average going into that game was like 135, like pretty modest. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I bowled uh, over 100 pins over my average. 
I bowled eight strikes in the first nine frames. Just, so you bowled eight strikes in a row? Did, and by the time we left, they were so fucking pissed. They didn't say bye to us. No I good mean, game, no nothing? No, no, no. Dude, they were, like, high-fiving us the whole night because they thought it was, like, an easy layup dub. And so they, they thought they got hustled, probably. They thought they got hustled, <laughs> legit. They thought I Billy Hoyled them, and I did not. I, I Like, I wish I could have told them, like, dude, this is a fucking fluke. But then when they got all salty, it was like, all right, well, fuck you guys, you know? like That's incredible. They threw the paper down at the end. They were just like, they're like, well, you're not last place anymore. And uh, like, clearly, uh, yeah, it was it, there. It was some bullshit. One guy like we, you know, I got up like right when he was like walking through. He's like, no, no, I, you're the man. Oh, like, yeah. I was just like, bro, come on. I'm not out here like rubbing it in my face, but yeah, so I'm coming. You, I'm coming off the hot hand right now. You guys are coming into this league hot. Oh, we got a target on our fucking backs now. It's Clearly. Very, it's very two scoopsy. How do we how does this always happen with us, Tyler? Dude, we were so nice to these guys and the I could not tell you what the tone changed. And then when I just started dropping them, I started dropping them because I was pissed. And, and, like they were being fucking salty. And then I got Golob filming me on Instagram Live. So it's like I got the pressure on. Oh, you were living up to the pressure and though. I was like, you fuck were... it, I'm getting this. Getting these buckets. Oh my goodness. Well, hey, what yeah, a, that's what, my that's my bowling story. What a way bit. to start the show! You're riding high coming in here. Two forty seven. So like, you know, last week was my first week. I, I paid like a fee to become a sanctioned bowler, is what they call. It, so I can go, you know, to any any bowling alley, and they can like in any league player tournament, they could pull up my handicap, my average. Like I'm in I'm in the system now, you know. And so uh, supposedly I'm gonna get like a bunch of patches in the mail. Because, that's sick. because you get patches like on your you know for like a like a 180 game a 200 game a 220 game like i'm be, i'm fucking i'm ro- i'm rolling baby so are these like these are like like letterman type patches yeah yeah yep motherfuckers got them <laughs> motherfuckers got them on their jerseys they got them on their they've got them on their like little like carry-on bags that they bring their dude and i was doing this with the house ball and, and rental shoes we're, we're the only ones out of 30 teams, I swear to God, all other 29 teams have their own ball and shoes. These people are probably looking at you like, just like... Nah, they thought I was like, they thought I was being a jackass, but fuck those guys. No, you, you guys are here to win. They're lucky I didn't bring out the wind tat or the motherfucker probably would have swung <laughs> on me. Just flex the wind tat on them. That's how, that's how pissed they were. It was insane. That's That's incredible. Well... I mean, I might be just as pissed off as those guys by the end of the night because uh, we're we're currently recording in the middle of the Dodgers wild card game. It's currently one to one in the bottom of the sixth inning with uh, one out. The Cardinals they scored first after a pass ball from Max Scherzer, and then uh, Justin Turner tied the game up with a home run. Obviously, Justin Turner is the Dodgers postseason all time leader in home runs. So he's just adding another one to the tally, another great postseason moment for Justin Turner. Hopefully it doesn't go to waste. Joe Kelly came in in relief for Max Scherzer uh, with two men on and one out in the top of the fifth inning. Scherzer was not happy when he was coming out. He he shook uh, Dave Roberts' hand and let Dave Roberts take the ball out of his glove. He did not want to give that ball up. Did, did I see him at the Chargers game last night? He was at the Chargers game last night, yes. Yeah, right? Okay. Or Monday night. Monday night. Monday night, yes. Monday night. It is, it's Wednesday night now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he was at the Chargers-Raiders game on Monday night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so hope uh, just, uh, Joe Kelly was able to get 
uh, the two outs that were needed to get out of the fifth inning. Um, and so it's it's still one to one. And and like I said, hopefully Justin Turner's postseason home run will will not go to waste, and, and the Dodgers can pull this thing out and advance to the NLDS to face the San Francisco Giants for the first time in the postseason since both teams moved to the West Coast. So fingers crossed that can happen. Uh, we will keep you updated with live reactions from myself. Um, if there are any scores while we are recording, uh, I will definitely keep you updated as we record. But, Tyler, yeah. we have to talk about fantasy football first. I had my best week of the season so far in terms of overall fantasy. I went 2-1, and one, but my only loss came in the TSK Show League to Corey. I wasn't able to give him his first loss of the season. Yeah, that was a big game. Yeah. That was a, that was a good one. Yeah. Good high scoring. But, well, mine wasn't high scoring. Yeah. No, he, he he had some monster games on his team. Yeah, yeah, he put up like 120, I think 124 points. Because he, he had Tyreek, right? Uh, he went for like 40-something. Did he have Tyreek? Does he have Tyreek Hill? Yep. That might have been what it is. Yeah, no, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, it, it is a different matchup. But he he had like a couple zeros actually. Yeah, Lance Thomas gave him a zero. Uh, Jabril Peppers gave him a zero. Miles Gaskin gave him a point three. Yeah, Jalen Rieger gave him a two point six. But Tyreek Hill did give him a forty two point one. Um, but I mean, I didn't have a single player besides Zach Moss and Matthew Stafford put up, uh, and Matt Prater put up double digits. So. Seems I, like kickers always put up double digits when the rest of the team sucks. I didn't even put up 100 points, Tyler. I put up 90.4. So it was an abysmal performance for me in the TSK Show League. But in one of my other leagues, I put up the highest score of the week, 204.3, because I had Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill yep. and James Robinson and Saquon Barkley and James Conner and Hollywood Brown all giving me 20-plus points each. And I... And Tyree Hill ended up giving me 49.6 points in that league. So just a, a little bit different scoring in that league uh, to, to give me some more points with uh, Ty Freak. Um, and then in my other league, I was able to give my buddy Rafi his first loss of the season. He was 3-0, and and I was 0-3, and um, it was my first win of the season in that league. That's always a good win. Yeah, so I'm 1-3, and 2-1, and 3-1, and and 0-4. Yeah. 1 and 3, 3 and 1, 0 and 4. It's yeah, that that your division's tough. There's two 4 and O's and two 0 and 4s. Yeah. Not good. But you got a chance still. I don't know how, but that's how it goes. I I I haven't given up hope yet. Nah, I, if you can lose 4 in a row, you can win 4 in a row. I, once bye weeks come into play, that's when things start to really yeah, no, start to really uh lottery. change things up cuz the lineup uh, uh lineup uh tetris you got to play to to fit all the right yeah. puzzle pieces in yep it's uh where, it's, where the 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 cream rises to the top yeah it gets tricky though how'd you do though um uh, i'm my first two and oh of the year there you go uh, won my first game in the blue dog league which okay. is good i've been i've been playing well in that league it's just uh i've had a, a pretty tough schedule so i still feel good about that league even though i'm one and three and then uh, won my matchup in the TSK show uh, against Derek, who I we just had made a trade with each other. Oh, interesting. Uh, the David Montgomery, yes. uh, Marquise Brown trade. And all four players involved in our trade scored. 
Okay, so that uh, ended it was up working true, out. It was a true revenge game for all. Um, and I ended up getting he had, he had a good score. I mean, I think he scored in the one fifties, but I ended up having the high score of the week once again. Once again, and so I'm two and two in the TSK Show League. Um, my two wins, I had the high score of the week. Uh, usually, usually a recipe for success. I'm a boomer bust team. I mean, I went high score and I scored a hundred points in week three, and I went high score in week four. So. Um, it's kind of it's kind of unsettling seeing those boomer busts, especially now that uh, David Montgomery went down. So now I've got to kind of I just traded for a player that just got injured. So <laughs> and uh, I and I coincidentally picked up his backup on the waiver wire, which was clutch. I mean, he was number one. So and he, and he's getting the start this week. So yeah, and I I mean he did he did suffer a thigh bruise, but I got to assume that he's gonna he's gonna pull through and be their number one guy. Uh, Tariq Cohen's been out so. He's really got no comp. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, fantasy, it's uh, you're two and two in the TSK show league. I'm one and three. Corey is undefeated. Brett is still undefeated. Uh, who else is? Is that it? Those are the only two undefeated. Brett, Brett and Corey are undefeated and they, they play week six. Oh, so we got a so, highly anticipated matchup coming up next week. Yeah. So if, if they can both win their games this week. We got an undefeated matchup going on on week six. Yeah, they're the they're the only two undefeateds left, and then Blake, Chad, and Sean, they're three and one. Uh, Nico, you, uh, Steven, and Derek, y'all are two and two. Uh, Jordan's one and three. Kieran's one and three. Eric Walsingham's one and three, and me and Alex, we're zero and four. I know. Alex it's is tough. pissed. He, he's, he's locked in, though. He, he's, he's like, he hasn't given up yet. Good. I'm he, glad he hasn't he given There's up yet. There's a lot to play for in this league. No, there is. There's still, there, I mean, you still got to play for the highest score of the week. Every week. I mean, so. Know, and then you got the number one draft pick to play for in, if you don't make the playoffs. Exactly. So, all right. We got a lot to talk about tonight. And before we do all of that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs, whether you're buying, selling, or looking to rent here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539, or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 020-68311. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here, so I won't get fired. Great cash, homie. But they are all right tyler heading into week five has things started to get a little bit easier for you to to kind of figure out the tsk show power rankings yeah it seems like teams are starting to separate starting to see you know what's fluky what's kind of here to stay um you know you you got teams that have built up a couple good wins so it's a little little easier to organize all right. Well, why don't you start gonna, us off here with number ten? I'm going to give it a shot. Ten's um, always the hardest. You know, you just feel like it's such <laughs> an important position. You know, it's so much better than eleven because eleven doesn't get named. So, 
Um, I'm going to go with a surprise at 10. I'm going Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I think that's kind of well-deserved. I think it's well-deserved. I threw the I threw the Niners in here at one point this year, so yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm being open here. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be open-minded here. Uh, Cowboys are 3-1, and one, only lost to the Bucks on opening night. Uh, and a da- shootout. Yeah, Dak's looking good. Uh, they just released Jalen Smith, which was a little weird. Um, but I think it's be- I think it's probably a good thing because it it probably means that they're uh, confident in their guys. Yeah, and I mean, listen, Jalen Smith wasn't the same guy after the injuries, and I mean, even without Demarcus Lawrence, we've seen what Michael Parsons has been able to do, and I think that made the decision a little bit easier for him. I think it made the decision plain and simple. Uh, yeah, his I progression mean- and his start to the year. You know, he's looking like a defensive rookie of the year. So, um, I like the Cowboys this this so far this season. They can keep throwing the ball like the like Dak's playing well. I'm not a huge Dak guy, but he's throwing the ball really effectively. So, and they've got they've got some of the best weapons in the league. I I, I do believe that Amari Cooper and, and Ceedee Lamb are are elite. And and uh, obviously you have Zeke. You got a couple of big names there still on that offensive line. So. Um, they they're going to be a team that I think I'm going to favor in the East. It's 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 not really saying much, but <laughs> um, I definitely see them today like finishing out as as the NFC East champions, and that means obviously they're in the playoffs. Uh, coming in at number nine, I've got the Ravens at at three and one. Seems like Baltimore it has has started off to a good uh, a good pace. Um, they really have only lost to the Ra- their only loss was to the Raiders on like a walk off touchdown. Um, in overtime so you know they're 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 a couple plays from being undefeated Lamar's looking good he's and he's looking good running the ball which is kind of is kind of scary but with with the all the injuries that they faced uh in that backfield that's I think that that's a good thing and I think eventually one of these one of these veterans is going to kind of solidify himself as a starter uh, there, there in Baltimore. Le'Veon and, finally came off the practice squad yeah, this week. Yeah, so I think you know Le'Veon's going to get some time. Latavius is still there, and then who is the third? Devontae Freeman. Yeah, so Devontae Freeman's probably least likely, but I would love to see Latavius or or uh, um, Le'Veon take take that starting role. Coming in at number eight, I've got the L.A. Chargers, um, three and one. Also coming off a big Monday Night Football win, which huge was, win, which was a great, was, which was an awesome game to watch. They shouldn't, you know, they they shouldn't have let the Raiders back in it. They had a pretty controlling lead, going up twenty-one nothing before the half. That was that was big time, um, but they got it done. Monday Night Football, three and one. They beat the Chiefs. Um, they're they're uh, they're at the top of the AFC West right now. They and, got two and, key tiebreakers, and with yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, and with with uh, with Justin Herbert and the way he's looking and the way he's progressing. All those weapons on offense. Austin Eckler looked really good. He was phenomenal on Monday uh, night. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen continue to get open. They missed Mike Williams like two or three times in that game. So um, they're still getting better, and they look really good. I, I love this Chargers team. Coming at number seven, we got the we got the Aaron Rodgers in the last dance. The pack squad. I I, I dig uh, De- Devontae Adams tried spitting at trying to holler at Stephen Gilmore. Well, they ended um, up with Jalen Smith, so didn't didn't yeah. So I mean, didn't quite get Gilmore, but Jalen Smith—that's a good pickup. Um, you know, the Packers—we we, we kind of know what their season was. It was a Week One blowout loss. Everyone questions everything. Now it's three and zero. They're kind of who we thought they were. So yeah, they they've righted the, the ship 
like how kind of how we thought they would. Yeah, I see the Packers being in the top five. You know, the the them kind of stay like moving their way up to the top five and staying there. It seems like they're they're back to where they want to be. Uh, mid-season form already. Uh, coming at number six, this is the hardest team to rank in the top ten. Is the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, no movement from the Chiefs. No movement. I couldn't. I mean, two and two. They they bear, I I gave them the benefit of the doubt at one and two. Yeah. Um, you know, I I do still believe they're the elite of the league. They they were what what finally happened? Tyreek popped off. Yeah. And you know, the last couple of weeks uh, in their losses, we've talked about how teams have been able to keep that seal on top uh, and not let Tyreek bust out and get crazy on them and, and force them to be patient, go go underneath and whatnot. Uh, and it's been a good – and we kind of thought there was a formula forming there with the Super Bowl loss, the two losses this year. That's, you know, that's three losses in four games for them. So for them to come back and get a bounce-back win and most importantly Tyreek Hill get off, um, I think that was a big win for the Chiefs. And just like the Packers, I think that they're going to be a team that eventually is back up in the top five. And, and and still a Super Bowl favorite out of the AFC East to me, um, even though they got a couple things to figure out. Speaking of the AFC, coming in at number five, we got the Bills at three and one. Another team that lost their opener and, and has just gone three and zero oh since. A lot of teams th- feel like this is the best team in football right now. They threw up a monster forty to nothing shutout. Yeah, against Houston. Okay, yeah, so. A monster, monster game against Houston, doing what they need to do. You know, you don't want to have a sloppy game. You don't want to come out there and not play hard because you're playing one of the wor- you know, one of the worst teams in the league. You came out there and you handled business because you're an elite team. They're not. Exactly. So their their defense was stellar. They played team defense. They they've got some stars, but it, it really is a is a full a full defense where they've got a great secondary. They've got a great front seven. They've got edge rushers. They've got everything you need uh and josh allen is is looking good still as an mvp favorite uh coming in now we're gonna move into number four i'm going la rams coming off their first loss of the season understandable um yeah not 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 bad movement i don't feel like and i think that this is truly where they're at i think they're gonna be a top top three top four team for the rest of the year staff you know um they just ran into the hot team I I do I do like the Cardinals. I like what they're doing. Uh, Rams seem a little more sustainable than the Cardinals, a because of experience, um, and 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 you know making playoff runs with McVay and all that. Um, and and I've seen them do it before. So so to lose that game, I didn't think it was a huge deal. They're playing one of the best uh, best teams in the NFL, hottest team in the NFL. So I'm gonna stick them still at number four. Um, right behind the Browns, the Browns and the Rams. Jesus, Tyler. The Browns and the Rams were really tough for me to kind of uh, to pick between. After that performance, you have the Browns at number three. I got the Browns at number three. They're three and one. Only lost to Kansas City. You know how I feel about the Browns. They've got Miles Garrett doesn't wear a long sleeve for the first time ever. Gets a random drunk test next day. <laughs> I, I had that written down his, in my notes. I wanted to bring that up because later. his arms were so fucking jacked. <laughs> That's no, I funny. Mean, I think I think that I think the Rams and the Browns, yes, they're they're coming off of they're both kind of coming off of like not their best performances of the year. But I still just see where these teams are going. I love the way they're built. I like that the Browns are they're doing their own thing. They're not necessarily what everyone thought they were gonna be this explosive offense. Now they have had 
injuries at the wide receiver, but they're playing smart football. They're running the ball. They're they're throwing underneath. Baker Mayfield's making pro decisions out there. Not, not on not, Sunday. Not not pushing the ball downfield. He was he had one of his worst games on Sunday, I think. Hey, and they got the dub. Barely. That's that's the different day for the Browns. Okay. So the, the these guys are used to being the seller of the league. They're three and one. I still I still believe tremendously in the in the defenses really held up. Um, and I still believe in Baker, like leading this team, and they could be AFC Championship bound. I like the Browns. Uh, we're gonna go number two. We're gonna go the last undefeated team left in the league. All right, Arizona Cardinals. I'm gonna give them four and zero. Um, I can't give them number one because I I just don't truly believe that they're the best team in football. They're the hottest team in football. Kyler Murray is unbelievable. One one of the one of the best players I've ever seen. I mean, truly, like with the ball in his hand, he's so dynamic. He's got he's got Mahomes in him. He's got Lamar in him. He's got Russell Wilson in him. He's got Drew Brees. I mean, he is really just like entertaining with all those weapons. AJ Green, kind of pop, having a nice game. DeAndre hey, vintage take, performance. And then you know, with guys like Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, Buda Baker, they're they're just a fully loaded squad that I think is going to make a deep run and really they could they could really fuck fuck some things up in the nfc this year uh, because i don't think people saw this jump i think that they saw that they're in the tough division i think they could possibly be competing for a wild card they're the last team in the nfl undefeated also i think it's pretty crazy that in week four we only have one undefeated team left. yeah i mean the parody this year has been right. unbelievable i saw a stat that adam Schefter tweeted hold on let me see if i can pull it up i, I screenshotted it hold on hold on it was, there have been 15 games this season with a game-winning score in the final minute of regulation or an OT, the most such games through the first weeks of a season in the past 50 years. So that just tells you how competitive these games have been, and they've really been entertaining. I, I tweeted during the uh, Sunday night game, uh, during the, the Brady return, like just can we talk about for a second how entertaining these primetime games have been? To start the season, that was the second most successful, second most viewed Sunday night football game of all time. Yeah, and my question was, who the fuck was first? <laughs> you know, I, I don't it, remember. It, but. It, it's it was it was a week seventeen playing game between the Washington football team and it was either Philly or New York. Makes so, sense. So it was an NFC week seventeen winner goes to, winner wins the division goes to the playoffs losers out historic franchises Histo fan bases yep. all I, of that I, I yeah that makes sense I can't remember the second well I mean it does but at the same time I was like who the fuck like it was like oh this is the second most watched game like that's like a, a great accomplishment and I'm thinking just like how is Brady's first game back to New England not the number one yeah most viewed that's pretty crazy football game ever I mean uh, outside of Super Bowl so. Uh, yeah, it, it it has been a good time, and that'll lead right into number one, the Buccaneers, yeah. Tampa Bay. I figured uh, as Tom much. Tom Brady, man, I was rooting for the I was rooting for the Pats though. <laughs> I love Brady, I love the Bucks, but I was rooting for the Pats, man. I just wanted those fans in that stadium and Bill Belichick to have that moment, and they damn near did it. They almost I mean, did. They damn near did it. It was a great game. Um, Tom Brady's unbelievable. One loss is to the Rams, who's, like we just said, is a top three or four team in the league. So, I think they've kind of been on par. Like, you, you know, obviously, you always wonder if there's a team that's ever going to run the table. But 
realistically, it's just not going to happen. Teams are going to have one or two losses in the year. No, I mean, like, look how long it took between the Dolphins and the Patriots to do it. So, you know, one loss to the Rams. I think that they're still headed for like a four, 13, 14 win season. Uh, they, they, to me, with the Chiefs struggle are, are kind of the, the pace car. This is where everyone's trying to go. So uh, I like the Bucks moving forward. Tom Brady is just unreal at this age. Just no decline. Leading, leading this team even better. The coaches and the players all coming back and everybody being on the same page and progressing together. It's just unreal. One of the best football teams I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there, that, there it is. I'll run it from the top to the bottom. I'll go uh, Bucks, Cardinals, Browns, Rams, Bills, then Chiefs, Packers, Chargers, Ravens, Cowboys. All right. Perfect. So that wraps it up for the TSK show power rankings for week five for the NFL. Uh, before we make our picks of the week for week five, let's rewind the clock and go back to week four, Tyler. And let's talk about our biggest surprise and our biggest letdown of the week from week four. I'll start because I got two biggest surprises. Uh, first, <laughs> the story of the week, Tyler. My biggest surprise was Urban Meyer reportedly not taking the team plane back to Jacksonville on Thursday after the loss and then getting caught on film bumping and grinding with a young co-ed who was very clearly not his wife uh, at a Dublin, Ohio bar. Dublin is like 20 minutes outside of Columbus where Ohio State obviously is. So obviously Urban is very familiar uh, with the area. There's uh, another video of him rubbing up on the girl's jeans from behind with his fingers in a very specific region um, over the pants, I will say. But um, his his fingers yeah, were in a very... They can't get my guy like this, dude. <laughs> his fingers were Look, in a very specific bad. region. I feel bad for you, Herbert. You got caught, caught, dude. You got... Shit, you got caught with your hand in the cookie <laughs> jar, my friend. This he is not came good, out. This is not a good look for my guy here. He came out and apologized. He said he was at dinner with his grandkids, and some people at the bar and dance floor called him over, and he just shouldn't have gone over there. And <laughs> <laughs> the the Jaguars owner Shad Khan, hey. he came out and said that the behavior was inexcusable, and uh, obviously he needs to regain the team's trust and all of that. Apparently, Urban Meyer canceled the team meeting on Monday and basically just apologized to the position groups individually. And once that door closed and he walked out of the room, the players all burst out into laughter, basically laughing him out of the room. Yeah, I'm sure they're just like, fuck, man, you know, like, you got caught up, dude. Yeah. You know? And so he did address the team today reportedly in in front of the whole team as, as, a, whole, as a full unit and apologized today, but... Because they know this, they're essentially like, you know, they know this is what they'd have to do if they got in trouble. You know, it's like, it's, it's a shitty thing, you know, to get, to get caught doing for sure. When I saw the videos, I was no, just like, classic. this can't be real. It's classic, dude. Urban Meyer, you dog. But, but let's, let's like, enough has been talked about Urban Meyer and his private life and all of that. We, we don't need to do that. I, I want to talk about something that I saw yesterday on pat mcafee's show of course with aaron Rodgers, because somehow pat did bring this up to aaron Rodgers, and he kind of got aaron to talk about it a little bit but not directly because the the main question that that pat asked um aaron Rodgers was what's the 
like what are the main differences of coaching in the NFL and coaching in college? And one of the things that really stuck out to me in, in Aaron Rodgers' answer was, in college, you call your coach coach. In the NFL, you call your coach by their name. And it's like there's this certain level of respect that once you get to the NFL that it's like you're, you're past that. It's like you're more peers and colleagues yeah, to you're, where you're, you got part of the team, especially from a Rodgers point of view. Right. And it's like you're, you're a, like we're all professionals here. We're all being paid to do this. I'm not a player and you're the coach and you're like you're right. I'm wrong. And you're the one in charge of my scholarship and, like, you can just yeah. kick me off the team yeah. for whatever reason kind of thing. Like, there's a lot more security NFL players have and that that respect factor between yeah. NFL players and NFL coaches is there to where it's like, all right, we're here to do a job. We're professionals. Let's get this done. We don't need this, like, coach, like, yeah, respect kind of thing. thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Putting coaches on a pedestal type, type thing. That's, yep. that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, so, I just... No, college coaches are more like mentors. These guys are, are like you said, they're literally like part of your team. Right. And so that that really stuck out to me because it's just like, I don't know how these Jacksonville Jaguars players can go out there and play for a guy that they don't respect. And clearly by the, the, by the reports coming out that they literally laughed Urban out of the room, basically, those uh, guys don't respect him. I don't know about that, though. I'm not going to say they don't respect him. I think that they think it's a funny situation in, in the sense of, like, damn, bro, you got well, caught. Well, this team's our 0 head, Our head coach has to come to us and apologize for, like, grinding up on some girl. You know, it, it's it's um, it's um a it's a weird situation. You know, you just you don't expect your coach to have to come apologize to you for anything, let alone, like, getting caught. I think that there's still a lot of – I mean, Urban Meyer is a super, super accomplished football coach, one of the most accomplished football coaches walking planet Earth. But his tenure in Jacksonville has been rocky. That's how it goes, though. I mean, you, you didn't, no one thought that they were going to come in and make the playoffs year one. I mean, he's got to figure out what he's got. He's got a rookie quarterback. It's his first year with the team. I, would, I didn't expect anything more than two or three wins. Uh, I, I don't – I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he lost that locker room already, but I just got to assume that, like you said, more of a peer feel where they just thought it was a silly moment in general. Like, oh, my God, my coach. I just saw this video on Instagram. like, coach, and now he's got to come apologize because his boss yelled at him, essentially, you know? Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I buy that they, they've lost respect and he's lost the locker room or whatever, or he's going to leave. Um, I don't know if I believe all that that narrative quite yet. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see because they got a divisional game this week against the Titans. Yeah, I, but it's like, I mean, it's not like he was going to get fired if they went 0-9. Well, but that's the thing is, like, the Jaguars reportedly were are, like, looking for ways to fire him for cause so they don't have to pay him, and it's like, this is just... then that they, Yeah, then if that's, like, the real case, if the Jags are really doing that, it was, like, it must have been a busted relationship from the start. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking if that's... How how can you be four game four weeks in and already just hate your decision? You know, let this guy build his team. I mean, he's not a perfect human, obviously. You know that that was a huge mistake off the field. But the the like football wise, I think he's still you know he's a he's a mastermind. Yeah, I mean it's I just it's so this this situation I mean, gonna, is it, just like it, it looks like it's going to be a one and done. I mean for sure. It yeah I mean it it doesn't look 
good for urban but that that would be i think a bad mistake i mean i don't think you're doing your franchise any any good you know like you're just gonna have to start over again next year which may be may be good but you know i don't know i'm not one to just keep starting over and starting over if you don't have immediate success like you should let this guy build a football team if yeah. he wants to now if you're getting if i get i guess if you're getting the read that he doesn't want to be there and he's well he said he said like he has that, no then, thought he said today he had no thoughts of resigning at all so yeah, of he, course not. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to say that in this situation, but yeah. um yeah, I mean, obviously the USC thing, I think that's out the door now completely cuz I don't think USC is going to want to touch Urban. The after. last thing USC needs is <laughs> exactly. a football coach going to bars like <laughs> come on. Exactly. So, um yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what the future holds for Urban, but uh, for right now he's the, he's the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I'd like him to I, I like him to be head coach this year and I hope that things get straightened out for the Jaguars' sake. Um that he's back next year and, and is a little more stable. Yes. Now to my to my real surprise uh of the week for week four, I I really was surprised that of I was really surprised at the poise Mac Jones showed throughout the game against the Buccaneers under those circumstances. He completed nineteen consecutive passes at one point in the game. That's the most consecutive completed passes for a rookie in the last, like, 40 years, and it ties the longest consecutive completion streak Tom Brady has ever had in his career. It was tough for the Patriots to lose that way uh, with the doink off the crossbar or off the off the post, obviously, on a, a potential game-winning field goal after the expectations coming into the game from us, from really everybody, that it was going to be, like, maybe 50 to nothing or, or yeah. something along those lines. Um, but... The Patriots really made it a competitive game, and a lot of that had to do with Mac Jones and the poise that he showed under the bright lights and Tom Brady's return to New England. Yeah, he was – I mean, the Patriots in general, I think, were the biggest kind of, like, surprise. Yeah. Um, you know, if – I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, no one could have picked this, this team to win. They weren't favored at all. Uh, I did pick them, but it was kind of more of just, like, a competitive – you know, I wanted to switch it up a little bit, see 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 if the guys could do it, but no one expected this good of a game. It was it was amazing. Like I, I truly thought that the Patriots could win that game. Yeah, I mean, listen, when they came out for that field goal, I was like, this is the perfect chance, yeah. and and to win, you know, for Brady to beat all thirty two teams, you know, that that was dope. Yeah, and now he's won in every stadium, or he's beaten every team in Gillette. That's pretty wild. <laughs> you know. He's one of four quarterbacks to be all 32 teams. You got Manning, you got Breeze, and Favre. Wow. Manning, Breeze, Favre, Brady be all 32 franchises. I mean, realistically, that's the Mount Rushmore of this generation. Yeah, so, I mean, I put, I definitely think that the, I definitely had New England as as my biggest surprise. Um, I, I also thought that the New York New York City deserved a Both shout out. Both of them, out. yeah. Yeah, I definitely. mean, I think. Neither one of them I, I would have picked to win. So, for them to both get a dub against good teams in overtime. Yeah, both. Both, both games went to overtime. Zach Wilson's first win. So, good day for, for, for New York City and the football. Yeah, Saquon Barkley looked like his old self with two touchdowns. Yep. So, yeah, great day for New York City football. Yeah, but outside of that, there really wasn't, like, any big surprises, disappointments. It really wasn't, like, yeah, you know, like, the big surprise – 
was that was the Patriots and they lost. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I it's mean, like, they just played them really well. Uh, yeah, everyone was expecting them to to lose, but yeah, we just were like, expecting it to be different. You know, most of these games, you know, it's like, you know, Rams Cardinals, like that's a coin toss. They're they're like America was probably split. Well, you can't really. That was split. obviously my biggest letdown. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you know, there's no like underdog beat beat a stud. You know. Yeah. What was your biggest letdown of the week? I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. You don't really that, had one. I don't. I couldn't really. There's none of these teams that lost, and I feel like it's a letdown. Like, just, just. I mean, I'm even scrolling through these again, and there, there's really. Baker could be your letdown for having probably the worst game of his career. No, <laughs> no, you can't have your worst game of your career in a win. The run game really saved him that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't. I really don't think that any of these teams should be disappointed. I, I guess um, there were some teams that didn't play well. Like, I, I mean, obviously, the you said the Browns. They, uh, well, they the, Saints, well. the Saints. The Saints didn't play well. Go Steelers, to Steelers looking bad. So, you know, I guess you could say those. But for the most part, you know, I, I don't think it was a, a disappointing week. I think the the big surprise of, of the entire thing um, what was, was New England and how well they played. And of course, Urban Meyer. And of course, Urban Meyer. <laughs> of course, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Well, like I said, obviously my biggest letdown was the Rams losing to the Cardinals, um, and I'll, I'll just take this opportunity to talk about what it was like to be there in person. It, it was my first NFL game experience. Obviously, with the game itself, I just with the way the Rams got beat, that was really frustrating to watch. Arizona came ready to play and, and showed why they're the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL. Their offensive line did, did a great job at giving Kyler plenty of time to operate his 18 yard run on third and 16, uh, where he shook Kenny young in the second quarter was unbelievable. It, it he, dirty. I mean, that hesitation where he just like stopped and go yeah, yeah. Oof. He's, he's seeing a, that in person, Tyler, yeah. Kyler Murray is unreal well and you get to see like the amount of field they're covering you know and yeah it's, like on these long throws and how quick they are and how fast to get downfield you know it's, yeah it's a different beast matthew stafford he he looked like he was still working on some timing with with the, uh, his receivers and stuff um he threw a pick on a deep ball to, Desha to deshaun jackson which was on the second play of the rams second drive uh, so that that was really tough. Uh, they gave up a touchdown right after that. Then the Rams answer with the touchdown of them of their own. Then Arizona scores again. So it was like it's, it's oh. tough. You give the ball to Arizona, they're going to put points on the board. You yeah, got, so you got to score points. At that point, it was fourteen to ten Arizona. And then on the next offensive drive for the Rams, Sonny Michelle fumbles. So that was really a backbreaker right there. Um, so yeah, I mean. After that fumble, Arizona scores on their next offensive drive, and it's 21-10, to 10, and the Rams really just could never recover after that. But, I mean, good good news is, short memory, they got Thursday night football yeah. this week against the Seahawks. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I want to talk about my experience at SoFi Stadium, though, Tyler. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I don't even know where to start. We, we got to the stadium at, like, 10.30, 10.45, Game kicked off at like 105. They're still figuring out the parking situation. We we kind of just moved some cones. Me and my buddies who I went with, shout out to Corey Holbert, Ben Sugarman, and Spencer Ruskin. Uh me me and all the boys. It was it was a great time at, at SoFi Stadium. Um, but we get to the parking lot for the tailgate and these 
the security guys in the parking guys just have no idea what's going on. And we kind of were just we saw like an open area where some people had already kind of parked, but there was just plenty of room for us to like set up everything that we had. And we talked to the parking attendant guy and we were like, Hey, like, can we just park here? Like, can you just move that cone for us? And he was like, I can't touch the cone, but maybe talk to that guy. And he points up to a security guy and we, we go up to the security guy and we're like, Hey, that guy told us to come talk to you. Can you move this cone so we can park in here? And he was like, well, I can't move the cone, but I won't say anything if you move the cone. So I literally just hopped out, moved the cone, let like three or four more cars in behind us as like the homie move kind of thing. And yep. we set up shop. We, My buddy Corey was driving his dad's truck. We set up a TV with a one of the little basic cable antennas that uh, oh, yeah. I know you yeah. guys have, oh, yeah. have plenty of experience they with. work, dude. It's crazy. Dude, it was great. We, we, we were able to get Channel 2. We set up the, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs-Eagles game. Yep um my buddy made some my buddy ben made some pulled pork uh the night before and we just warmed it up in a slow cooker and made some sandwiches we had plenty of booze we had cornhole we had a putt putt uh beer pong game kind of thing i brought a football uh it was great so it it was so much fun yeah, getting the whole tailgate experience yeah, i've never done say, that ta- before tailgating is a special experience yeah it was it was great that everybody around us was just all having a good time yeah um we were packed up by like 1230 because it was a bit of a walk from the the tailgate parking lot to the front of the stadium to where we could walk in. Um, but kickoff was about like 105. We did miss kickoff because I beelined it as soon as we got into the stadium to get uh, my Aaron Donald jersey at the team shop. Yep. Uh, I was only able to get my Aaron Donald jersey. I couldn't get a Jalen Ramsey jersey in my size. Uh, they were all out. But yeah, I'm sure. That was why I wanted to go. Yeah, I wanted to go before the game because of yeah. uh, the lack of selection. I, after, I, it probably took me 10, 15 minutes to find a large Aaron Donald jersey. Yeah, no, I can only assume it's it's probably pretty tough to find a large jersey at all in those stadiums. Dude, I was I was flipping through three XL, two XL, XLs, smalls, like I just it was so hard to find my size. But I was able to get one, uh, one jersey that I wanted. Uh, and really, the the Aaron Donald jersey was the priority. He he's been the the franchise yeah. player uh, for I mean for so long now. Um, but now to the actual game and like where our seats were, we get to our seats. It's the last row of the section on the fourth level, right at like the twenty five yard line on the visitor sideline, so we could see everything going on on the Rams bench. It was it was just incredible. And then just seeing the speed of the NFL game in person compared to on TV, yep. it is so much faster in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, these motherfuckers can move. That was crazy. Like, watching Kyler Murray, like, as much as it sucked because he was tearing us up, it was mesmerizing to watch him run around on the field. Yeah, it's different to watch. And just the, you can, like, feel, you know, how close they are to getting him and then how he's like, he's, damn, now he's over there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just, crazy. It was crazy. I mean, pro, pro, uh, that's that's the whole you know thing about pro games you know all sports it's like the size and the speed just gets and the skill level just gets turned up you know exponentially yeah i mean seeing the ground that jalen ramsey was covering like on defense just it was unbelievable and i mean i know the secondary kind of got torched a little bit um but it was it was just so much fun being there the atmosphere at sofi stadium it was so loud dude no it 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 sounds i mean on tv you can hear that that stadium is is pretty well like how however they designed it you know the the sound is unreal the, they're loud in there well the fourth like 
the the third I guess the third and fourth level are essentially like the ground level, yeah, yeah, and they like yeah. built down into the ground. Yeah, yeah. So it it's really cool. I didn't I didn't eat anything at the stadium because I was too full from the pulled pork sandwiches. So I, um, I just I know there have been complaints about the food at SoFi Stadium. Um, maybe just, next time gotta, I go, they, man, they're fucking up. You got to just go get some local, motherfucking iconic LA food up in there. Well, you all know? the all like, the food stands are named after iconic LA streets. So that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, but they got to be doing it right. You know what I mean? You can't be throwing no bullshit out here. People, yeah. People are eating good out of food trucks in L.A. Like, you got to be competitive to, to make food in L.A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's, too many, there's too, many, too many spots to go to. Somebody's doing it better for cheaper. Definitely. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was great. I know there have been complaints about the parking situation, but from what I've realized and what my friends had realized from going to other home games is – they load the parking lot in back to front, and the exits are towards the front of the parking lot. So the later you get there, the closer to the front you are, the closer to the exits you are. Yeah. So we were able to get out pretty pretty quickly uh, since we got there a little bit later on once the parking lot had opened and, and where we had parked. And, I mean, I know we kind of cheated and, and moved some cones to, to get a better spot, but I would say the key for parking there is get there a little bit later. I know traffic is terrible, but... The, the later you get there, the closer to the front, the closer to the exits you are at SoFi. So just a, just a little tip there. I'll just always be a believer in taking tram, you know, taking trams and trains and and pools and buses to the. Yeah, that's that's always a good way to it's do just it. The, it's got it. It sucks leaving a stadium. Yeah, it sucks. It's it's so tough, especially in LA. I mean, you're backing up. You're you're back. You don't even know how far back <laughs> you are. Like, oh my god. If you saw a helicopter's view, you just felt, I'm never getting out of here. Well, I, I'm I never going to get home. I saw a tweet for Monday night for the Raiders-Chargers game that it took an hour to get from the freeway off-ramp into the stadium before the game. So, Yeah, and that shit was stormy as hell. Dude, that that was wild. That was wild. That shit was moving my apartment. Dude, the thunder was crazy. It was 84 degrees out when it started raining. I don't want to talk about it, Tyler. That doesn't happen in L.A. No, it doesn't. That's why I'm I'm trying to tell people like <laughs> this is not normal. Like no, and like I, you had people being like, this is a tropical storm, damn near. It, the rain's not the same. Like it's way lighter rain. It's not like no, but it was the lightning and the thunder, dude, and like flashes in my in my bedroom window all night. Yep. It was just like bang, bang, bang. It was it was dope. I like I like a good uh like a good storm. Yeah. So all right, enough about my experience at SoFi. It sucked that the no, Rams dope, lost, man. but That's, you get to see you get to see one of the 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 pinnacles of architecture and sports. Yeah, it was it was just it was an unbelievable experience. And what was the big screens like, dude? The crazy part was is being on the fourth floor. The the big screen is like right at your eye level, so yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, those those screens look sick. I think the the two things I really love about SoFi is the 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 idea of putting the first two levels underground, essentially. Or in ground, yeah, and then and then the I love the design of the screen, how it's just not a box, you know, like it, yeah, it, it goes around, around the whole stadium. It changes, it changes like height and stuff. So sick, I can't wait. Dece- yeah, December, baby. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to make it out to that Seahawks oh, I'm game. Fucking, I'm going. I'll I'll sneak in if I need to. <laughs> I'll get a job there if I have to. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of the Rams and Seahawks, they're gonna kick off our picks of the week. But before we do that, Tyler, how did you do? Damn, I forgot. I was going to go back and look at the record. 
with the of Rams. how we've done since the we started the show. No, no, no. The Rams and the Seahawks, how they've done since. That's what I'm saying. That's what. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like us picking them, but like who's won the game. I think the Rams are. Up. I want to say the Rams are up. Um, I'm gonna try and do this on the fly while you say your record. Uh, oh, week. okay. So I'm, I got the I got the Dodgers on here. Um, so my record from last week was seven and two. Uh, so pretty good last week with my picks. Seven and two, and one of my picks was New England. So okay, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, that bumped up my season total to twenty and thirteen, uh, which is good because I was floating around five hundred. That's awful. So to to kind of make a little bit of separation, get to seven and two this week. That was good. All right, so we started the show September twenty seventeen. The Rams and Seahawks have played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Yeah, it has to be an odd number because we got a playoff game. Right. Right. Last year's playoff game. January twenty twenty one. Yeah, so what what what's the record? The Seahawks. I'm gonna say I'm the, gonna I'm gonna say it's either three and six or four and five. The Rams have one, two, three, four, five, six wins. And Seahawks have three. Yes. Three wins. Yeah, I knew I knew the Seahawks were down in the in this uh in this race since we started, which is pretty crazy because we haven't had a losing season. Yeah. But the the Rams and Seahawks, they've I mean, not essentially split, but I mean the Rams have have won six and Seahawks have only won three since we've started the show, so. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. I knew that they were up. I just didn't know by how much. Yeah, and then, all right, so last week I went 7-2 and two as well. My overall record's 20-13. and 13. Wonder, what what game did you get wrong that I picked right? I wonder. Um, there's got to be one in there. I don't remember. I don't have it pulled up. No, nah, you're good. I'm sorry, I'm unprepared. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. I I, <laughs> I forgot I, uh, to pull I it thought, last week. I thought we. I, I, it was the week before we had all the same, all the same picks. Or that maybe I went six and three. No, I mean, no, I went no. Yeah, you could have picked a game that I didn't. I didn't pick. Yeah, because we were we did have a couple that were off last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Ram, the Rams and Bucks, or not the Rams and Bucks. The Buc- the Bucks and Patriots was the big one. Yeah. I know you got a dub there, and I took a loss there. Right. and you, Right. So, all right. Thursday night football. It's rivalry week, Tyler. Yeah. The Los Angeles Rams, 3-1. and one. We really blew our best. I I really blew my best um, bet <laughs> the first time we did this. We should have held on to that a little better. Which one? Where we bet on the Rams. The first Rams-Seahawk game, I think, was the bet where you had to talk nice about the Clippers. That's right. And I had to yep. talk nice about Duke. Yep. We blew it. We should have been doing that from. We can we can do it again this week. It just doesn't have the same, you know. Like what do that, you want to do? That, that what what my, are we putting on the line then? That was my chance to get the Clippers. You know, I feel like I can't <laughs> use that one again. You know. So what are we putting on the uh, line this no, week? We can we can roll. I need to. I I need bragging rights here. All right. End of the season last year. Yes. Which shouldn't have happened. I think the Seattle last year was the better team. And and we got fucking beat in the playoffs. I think that was a surprise for everybody. <laughs> that was Jared Goff Rams. Okay. So uh it's in Seattle. Yes. The which Seahawks. Help, which helps out. 
They're little, two and two. A, a little bit. I wish it was a little later in the year, so it was a little worse worse uh, weather. But I mean, I like that I got the Rams. I like that we got the Rams on a Thursday. You know, it makes it a little tougher. Um, and then you know we're gonna have a long week coming off of a tough battle. Yeah, and it's I gonna mean, be a great game. All these NFC West matchups are are so legit, and and you know we're both coming off of an NFC West game. Yeah, where where you played the Cardinals, we played the Niners. Two so. big division games back to back for the Rams, going yeah. up against the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Yeah, and the Seahawks, 49ers, Rams. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. There's not much to talk about. You know what I mean? We well, just gotta let the boys be. <laughs> gotta let the boys be boys here. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm very there's, nervous. There's no, there's no critique. I'm nervous. There's <laughs> no critique here. Well, with- I'm nervous too. I mean, the 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 Rams. I mean. It somehow flip flopped, and now it's it's Rams defense and Seattle's offense. Yeah, I mean, I mean with, that really is the storyline now. With the way the Rams played against the Cardinals and, and the Seahawks having very similar offensive weapons, the Rams secondary had a very poor showing against the Cardinals, specifically David Long and Taylor Rapp giving up the two receiving touchdowns scored by the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins didn't have a touchdown, but AJ Green did. So I mean, it was it was just not a great overall showing yeah. from the Rams secondary. I think the secondaries are going to be under the microscope for a, sure a, as far as this game goes, because that's exactly the weakness with Seattle right now. They can't stop, they can't stop anybody to save their lives. Um, they've got to they've got to get teams into third and longs. Um, they're just they're just not playing they're just not playing great pass defense. They're not they're not get, getting up underneath people. They're not making big plays. They're not getting pressure. It's it's a whole team thing. So. Um, I'm I'm nervous as well uh, about what Stafford and those wide receivers can do. So it's going to be good. I guess I guess the critique is well, let's watch the DBs. Whoever's DBs play better, it, it, it could result in the win. Yeah, I mean Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris said that Jalen Ramsey was going to be primarily on DK Metcalf and Darius Williams is going to be primarily on Tyler Lockett. So I mean the secondary they're gonna have their hands full once again. Yeah. The the defensive line in my opinion for the Rams they have to do a better job against the Seahawks. They only created 13 pressures against the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. He still made them pay with their with his ability to scramble and Russell Wilson has just as great of an ability to scramble and run as Kyler Murray, if not better. Um, I just I think the offense for the Rams they need a bounce back game as well yeah. and. Yeah. It could be a good one. It could it could be a bounce back game for for either one's offense. Yeah, and I mean it's a even though it's a short week for the for the Rams offense, the more time they spend together on the football field, the better. They're just still working out that timing. And I mean the Seahawks defense, they're the reason why this team is not four and zero because yeah. of those two second half collapses. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Well, I'm excited uh, to see Tyler Lockett's matchup if Jalen Ramsey really does fall follow dk that's that's you know that was kind of what aj green got off on so. darius williams did pick off russell wilson last year so hey so odds are probably not getting another one hey or get, he's coming get, again get, for him getting two we'll see though so, uh, yeah no i mean this is gonna be a fun one this is gonna be a fun one i can't wait i got people coming over oh yeah we're we're, we're watching seattle la these are my homes right here it's it's going to be a great game. I, I know that for a fact, and it's just going to continue the streak of great primetime games so far in the NFL. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is this has got to be one of the best Thursday night. And, and obviously we're homers, but at the same time, I got to imagine even people on the East Coast are excited to watch Seattle and Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these are these are two one big markets, and two these are two like big popular pull. 
pop culture kind of teams. I mean, the Seahawks, especially are over a the cool last five team. years, yeah, six yeah, years. Yeah. No, so. I mean they got the jersey sales, they got the stars, they've got the coach. You know, they've got all all that kind of stuff. Both yeah. both teams. So all right, obviously we we know where we both stand with this game. I'm taking the Rams. Tyler's taking the Seahawks. Neither one of us are confident. Neither one of us are confident. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. All right, moving on. We got the Green Bay Packers coming in at three and one. They're going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, who are also three and one. The Packers, they're coming off the win against the Steelers, who seem to look worse and worse each week. The Bengals, they're coming off the Thursday night victory over the Jaguars, which obviously sent Urban Meyer into a downward spiral. Uh, the Bengals, they won on a game-winning field goal after it looked like they could possibly let one slip away at home after being down 14 to nothing at halftime. I think this game is pretty self-explanatory. I think the Packers are further ahead. They're going to uh, fuck them up. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Well, all right. You said it for me. I think dude, the Packers, they're, they're rolling, and the Bengals are, are one of those, like, they could they could end up with five wins. They're they're coming off a game where Randall Cobb got two touchdowns and had a, a vintage performance. So it's it's looking good for the Packers, I think, against the Bengals. I think they're gonna just annihilate him. We, we could you could have a forty to nothing Buffalo Bills, Houston, Texas type type game. That that would be something because I mean having another shutout like that would would be very impressive. I tell you what, Joe Burrow. It it was it was really cool. I'm, I spoke about it la last week because I thought that you know the the Joe Burrow Trevor Lawrence. It was a good it was a good Thursday night for people that if you've never seen these guys play, this is a great opportunity to see two young definitely first picks overall play and compete. Um, and so this is this again is another opportunity where man Joe Burrow goes in there and gets a dub in Lambeau. That's a statement. We're, yeah, that's a statement. That's a big. That's a big. A big play because people like me, I we don't expect shit for the Bengals. You know, I, I really did believe that they're like a five win team this year. They're still, they're still a year away type of scenario. You know, they've got a they've got young dynamic receiver and quarterback. Um, you know, they got a Joe Mixon, but there's there's still just like a lot of holes on the football team. So this this could be this is a big opportunity for them. But I just feel like. Aaron Rodgers is is on it. We're there. We're at love. We're 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 at focus level one hundred. Um, I'm I'm get I'm getting another MVP. I'm getting a Super Bowl, and I'm getting out of Green Bay, last dance style. Um, Cincinnati is just gonna get run in the way. Yeah. So all right, the next matchup we got is the Miami Dolphins at one and three. They're going to Tampa Bay to take on the defending Super Bowl champs at three and one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Dolphins, they're coming off the loss in the Jacoby Brissett revenge game to the Colts by 10. The Buccaneers coming off an unexpected close win over the Patriots and Brady's return to New England for the first time. We kind of already talked about that already. I got the Bucs winning this game over the Dolphins pretty easily. It's tough for me to be excited about anything with the Dolphins right now after the yeah, showing they had against yeah, the Colts. Yeah. Um, Brady and the Bucs, they're obviously pumped after the win over the Patriots and Brady has beat up on the Dolphins so many times over the years that this is just going to be another one of those games, I think. Yeah, I feel really bad for the Dolphins because they made such they made so much progress last year. It really looked like they turned this thing in the right direction. I think they won 10, 10 games last year. They were they I don't were, know if they or, were quite at 10. Uh, they I I mean I think that they were like knocking on the door of a playoff playoff seed late. 
maybe it they wasn't. were late in the hunt. Maybe it wasn't ten, but they were they were looking good. They it felt like the ship was heading in the right direction, and then to go to go and and two is start slow and and gets hurt. Miles Gaskin hasn't really stepped up to be like that front runner that you, that you thought. Um, because two is down, you spent your first round pick on Waddle, and Waddle can't get the ball. It's it's been, Miami did have ten wins last year. They were ten and six. It's been it's been a tough it's been a tough start to this season because you really wanted to build off of that ten and six. While you know New England's down, you've got to now you've got to compete with Buffalo, and it just looks like they took a step back. Yeah, and then obviously got to shout out Richard Sherman for signing with the Bucks and at making an impact immediately on the field. I don't know how he was even out there. Uh, like less than a week after signing with the team, he was getting a lot of praise from a lot of former NFL players uh, that are now in the media just being like, wow, I can't believe he was able to do that. Like just that takes a lot physically to to be able to go out there uh, after not being in That's an real football game yeah. shape. And he's a gamer, man. That dude's a competitor. You and know, he comes up with the fumble. Those are the things. Those are the things you can't coach. You know, it's just he's got those dynamic uh, he's got those dynamic intangibles that you just can't quite put your finger on. That's why he's been able to play corner. At, and he's not a he's like not a prototype at all. He's six five. He's not super. But he was fast. a receiver turned corner. He was a receiver turned corner. I mean, he's the most unconventional corner ever. But he's amazing. I mean, he's great. So it was dope to see him out there, and especially dope to see him out there rocking number five. Yeah, that was definitely cool to see him out there with a single digit number. I love seeing I love seeing number five. I love seeing number seven out there so much. Um, those are great football numbers. Yeah. So I mean I I got the Buccaneers winning this game pretty easily. Uh, I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We got the three and one Cleveland Browns coming here to Los Angeles to take on the three and one Los Angeles Chargers. The Browns coming off an ugly win against the Vikings, fourteen to seven. Baker Mayfield, like I've been saying all night already, he played probably his, I think arguably his worst game of his career. He was 15 of 33, uh, 155 yards, three sacks. He had a QBR of 15.6 and, and an overall rating of 59.5. So just just not a good showing from Baker Mayfield at all. Thank God for Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt ran the only touchdown in for the Browns, and Nick Chubb ran for 100 yards himself. Like we said, the Chargers, they're coming off the huge win on Monday Night Football, handing the Raiders their first loss of the season in what felt like a Raider home game in Los Angeles with the crowd probably being about 70-30 in favor of the Raiders from what I was told yeah, was, from people that were there. I mean, you could hear the crowd on both, the TV. Both, both teams had had a home court advantage. It was wild. I mean, both quarterbacks had to play against noise. I saw multiple times where Justin Herbert had to cover his ears because it was so loud when the Chargers were on offense and the Raiders were on defense. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I truly I think the announcers even made, it, made a point to, to say it's like, this literally both quarterbacks are, are dealing with with noise right now yeah probably uh, the, maybe one of the only games ever yeah the the chargers they had a great first half defensively uh shutting them out 21 to nothing uh they they kind of let it slip away but overall i think the defense played really well i said it last week that i thought they were going to be the x factor against the raiders because i knew that justin herbert he was gonna they weren't going to be the issue or why the the chargers lost to the raiders I was really concerned about that defense, and Joey Bosa and the boys got after Derek Carr a lot. 
Bosa even called Derek Carr out after the game in the postgame press conference, basically calling him soft for curling up on that play right before uh, the Chargers were able to sack Derek Carr. Uh, and Derek Carr has now come out later and basically taken offense to that and basically threw some shots back at Joey. So we'll see what that turns into. Um, good. Yeah. I mean, division rivalry. We love it. And then Derwin James sealed the game for the Chargers with that interception. Yeah, he did. D- Derwin looked really good. I w- I'm really happy for him. He's yeah, had to yeah, deal with a lot yeah. I mean, uh, he, with injuries over the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he was running with rugs on one of those deep balls, and Carr just can't quite find rugs. His, his I think rugs honestly lost it in the lights, maybe. Well, that, and it's fucking three yards behind him. I mean, come on. R- the car, car and rugs, every time they take a deep shot, they're, they're, his stride's not there. Either either he's like slowing down to get underneath it, or he's overthrowing it, or he's, or it's too short. Just it's too bad. It doesn't seem like they've quite gotten the deep ball down because John, John, John Gruden. I almost said John Madden. John Gruden <laughs> loved. They talked about the the wrong era. They talked about this too. That he he loves smaller outside receivers with speed, and he likes to get that shot over the top every now and then. But we're talking about the Chargers and the Browns. Yes, um, I'm definitely excited for this game this is i love both these teams i I mean i gotta go with the browns and i'm going with the chargers i got i gotta go with the browns i I like them to win this team because i think they're a a more well-rounded football team from you know from the running back position the defense position um herbert and baker i don't know if you could say that right now because austin eckler had a hell of a showing on monday night football no austin eckler's great but Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. That's the best there, That's the best no, running back duo yeah, tandem in the league right now. Yeah, it's not even close. Those guys are studs. And uh, also, um, I forgot, uh, ESPN put out this article about analytics, and they sur- surveyed, you know, all, all these NFL teams, and the Browns were literally number one in, like, all analytics, how much they use it, how much they let it uh, affect their decisions. Interesting. So, you know that that's that's probably a big part as to why we've seen Baker's game kind of shift from a gunslinger to more of a manager, uh, more running the ball, more short passes, uh, more effective pass. I guess I shouldn't say short because his average um, is up as far as like yards per attempt and yards per completion, but uh, he's throwing different, more effective passes and, and less of them. So it, I, I like the Browns moving forward. Obviously, they're coming off the horrible loss. You know, you're trashing me for their rankings, but. <laughs> I, and I got the Chargers right, what ranked eighth. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, th- this is this could be a window into a an AFC playoff matchup later down the road. But I think today, uh, the Browns are going to go get it done. Uh, mainly because I think that that defense is better than than LA's defense. Yeah, I mean, I I got the Chargers winning this game, but control, I would... control the ball at the run game, play good defense. Baker, all he has to do is not turn over the ball. I think that's a that's a recipe for success with the Chargers. All right. Well, you got the you got the Browns. I got the Chargers. We 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 will see what happens. Uh, all right. Now we got the San Francisco 49ers going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals for another NFC West matchup again this week. It's a little round robin. Yes. The the 49ers, they're two and two. Obviously, the Cardinals, the lone undefeated team remaining in the NFL. Uh, San Francisco, they're coming off the loss to Seattle. The Cardinals, they beat the Rams. Jimmy G's status for this game right now, I believe, is still up in the air after getting hurt against the Seahawks. And I just think from what I saw against the Rams, Kyler Murray's going to be able to tear up that San Francisco defense, and the Cardinals are going to be 5-0 and after this week. 
the Ram the 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 Niners do have a, a pretty solid defense, especially in the middle of the field. But and they ha- and they have good guys on the edge. But I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be possibly starting rookie quarterback as first start ever with Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, and and this is like I said earlier, Arizona is the hottest team in the league. San Francisco, we've never really I've tried to like give them respect and see what happens. I, I put them in the ranking. Now they're taking L's. Just like I thought. I mean, I I can never trust this 49ers <laughs> team. I just don't like I don't like this team. Uh so I got the, I got the Cardinals winning winning big time. And and I just see I just don't I see the 49ers season kind of kind of going down the going down the drain right now if if they're really gonna start rolling with Trey uh Trey Lance, which is not a diss on Trey Lance. It's just like in the NFC West, if you're starting a rookie quarterback five weeks, four weeks into the season. And you're trying to compete with Russell, Kyler, and Matt Stafford. Like, you're not going to be able to keep up. No. All right. The next matchup we got is the New York Giants going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Giants they are one and three. The Cowboys they are three and one. Giants coming off their first win of the season in overtime against the New Orleans Saints. Like I said, Saquon is really starting to look like his old self. But they got to go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys, who are coming off a win over the Carolina Panthers who suffered their first defeat. Thanks to the Cowboys. The Cowboys we talked about already released Jalen Smith, who he, he clearly wasn't the same player. Micah Parsons, we think made that decision a lot easier for them. Um, But the real story, I think on defense for the Cowboys has been Trayvon Diggs. He had another two interceptions against the Carolina Panthers. He's looking unbelievable so far. And then Dak, he threw four touchdowns, even though he only threw for 188 yards. Zeke ran for almost 150 yards and had a touchdown of his own. Yeah, you're not beating the Cowboys when they're playing like that. Yeah, the Cowboys, they, they've they really looked. Like as, they look on paper. Well, they've looked as good as I think they looked in 2016 when that was probably the best team they've had in, in recent history. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there's really not too many. You know, I, I know that every single year they have a great roster and they're great on paper, but they just never seem to either stay healthy or put it together yeah it, lo- it looks like right now they're doing all right i put them in my top 10 i'm gonna pick them to to beat the giants 100 percent. all right sunday night football we got a big afc matchup we got the buffalo bills at three and one they're going to kansas city to take on the two and two chiefs buffalo they're coming off a 40 to nothing win over the houston texans like we talked about already which is their second shutout of the season through four weeks Kansas City took care of Philadelphia like they should have, but they gave up 30 points to the Eagles. So I think it's clear that the defense has some problems for Kansas City that need to be addressed if they want to have a chance against the Bills. I think it's exactly why the Bills, uh, uh, I think that's exactly why the Bills will upset the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Giving up 30 points to the Eagles was a big indication to me that this Chiefs team is just not the same team. I know they got their offense going and and they were able to win the game. They put up the points that they needed to, but the Philadelphia Eagles shouldn't be winning or putting up 30 points against these Kansas City Chiefs. And I just think this is the game where Buffalo takes over the top spot in the AFC. No, they need they need the they need uh um you know to to kind of bring that points allowed number down. I I will I'll I'll give a little defense to their I'll give a little defense to their defense <laughs> and and say like, you know, the Chiefs playing style on the field position and and they've turned the ball over a little bit. They throw it a lot, clock stops. 
the Chiefs don't play a defense-friendly offense, if that no. makes any sense. I mean, you want a team that runs the ball, doesn't turn it over, doesn't press it too much, uh, punts. So the Chiefs' defense, I think that they have been in kind of bad situations where the Chiefs just naturally get into these shootoffs, shootouts. Um, but that still, it's been the weak. It's been the weak point of their 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 team this year. And I think that this is this is the game where they can really they can really get back their crown. I think I think the Chiefs win. Yeah, and I mean Chiefs is the better team, but if Bills win, like I would, I gotta, it's gotta be, it's gonna be hard for them not to be considered the best team in football right now. I just think that the the Bills having two shutouts already through four weeks of the season shutouts just don't happen in the nfl these days that's no, so never. hard to no, do never you and to do never it in twice already yep for sure and they've got a great and i mean their defense is great so this is going to be this is going to be a juggernaut type of matchup this is what you want right here this is the good this is the big time prime time shit right here yeah all right monday night football the last game of the week we got the indianapolis colts at one and three they're going to baltimore to take on the ravens who are three and one the Colts, they're coming off their first win in the Carson Wentz era over the Dolphins. And the Ravens, they're coming off the road win against the Broncos, which was the Broncos' first loss of the season. We we talked about last week how we, we didn't really believe in the Broncos and how we, we kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion that the Ravens would win that game. I think uh, ultimately the Ravens win this game on Monday Night Football. I just think they're the better football team. Uh, compared to the Colts, the Colts, they still don't know when they're going to get T.Y. Hilton back after going through offseason neck surgery. So they're they're just really in a transition period, I think, right now, trying to get Carson Wentz acclimated. He was dealing with two ankle sprains. Obviously, you only have two ankles, so he was dealing with an ankle sprain on both ankles a couple of weeks ago. Now it's only down to one ankle. Huh. So, I mean, they're they're going through a lot. They were able to to squeak out a win against the the Dolphins, who yeah. I think they're are better. in even worse position than the Colts. Yeah, um, got, the Colts are aren't that bad. They've had a tough schedule. I mean, they played those NFC West teams out the jump. They played uh, both of us. Yeah, uh, they're gonna have to play all four NFC West teams this year. I like the Colts. It, it seems like every year the Colts start bad these first four games. Well, and Quentin Nelson going on IR is definitely a big-time blow. He yeah. had never missed a game of his career yeah. up until, uh, I believe it was this week against the Ravens, was his first game missed. Yeah, so I, I don't believe Or that, the Dolphins, that, excuse me. I don't believe the Colts are so, you know, they're as bad as their record shows, but they've got a tough schedule. I mean, they keep, they keep playing against teams I don't think they can beat. You know, yeah. so it's... I, I got to imagine, you know, once they get these division games in, they play Jacksonville twice, they play Tennessee twice, they play Houston twice, you know, they're going to get some wins in those games. And and I think eventually at the end of the year, they'll probably be closer to 500 football team. But Monday Night Football, they're they're taking the L to the Ravens. I, I, I You know, Lamar on Monday Night Football, I think it's going to be, it's just, that's, you know, you're setting up for a show. Yeah, definitely. So Hollywood's been on. It seems like that he that, had a hell of a catch it on seems Sunday. Like that 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 uh, that whole you know Lamar to Hollywood has has really blossomed into what everybody wanted. So I'm 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 excited to watch this Ravens team and maybe get a Le'Veon Bell showing. Yeah, that'd be that'd be definitely something I would uh, very much enjoy. I, I love watching Le'Veon Bell out there on the football no, field. No, no, it's too bad that he he lost those that or that one year of his prime. Um, when he when he held out, it's too bad. But 
um, yeah, I like the I like the Ravens and I like Lamar to get a dub against the Colts. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up then for the night. Uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? You got a shout out or anything? Yeah, I got two shout outs. Um, first shout out to to uh, the Seattle Kraken. Okay. All right. Four no that or four four to nothing win in their preseason. So first preseason dub in the books. All right. There we're, you go. We're about to uh, we're about to start this season next week with basketball. Uh, their first game is is in Las Vegas against the Knights. You mean hockey? You said basketball. Well, they're starting their season with basketball next week. Like, oh, you're saying hockey starting with? I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got sorry, you. that was kind of uh, bad, poorly worded, but um, yeah. Shout out to Kraken. I'm so excited um, to kind of have for the first time in my life to have any sort of interest in hockey. Uh, I I do love the sport to watch. Like, it's an action, fast paced game, and it's a lot of fun in person. So I'm super excited to, to that Seattle's got another team and, it, and it's, you know, the Sounders and the Kraken and the Storm, they kind of fill that void of the Sonics, you know. Um, and so I, I do like that we have like a collection of good teams up there, but I'm hoping that it eventually, you know, turns into a, a Sonics uh, coming back. So if the Kraken pop off, that that can only help the, the situation. And then my last one's going to be uh, – a funny one shout out tyler the creator uh i i've had the i had the fortunate um occasion of meeting this guy uh i've seen him every day the last three days oh really yeah he's uh he's been coming into coming into my work um he's i'm gonna shout him out because i think that like a lot of times you meet you know celebrities and, and it's not always like the best or like you don't really know how you feel about it. and this kid i mean he couldn't be nicer he couldn't be more down to earth Everything you hear about this dude is true. Like he's he's just he's he seems like a lover, you know. He he seems like he's he's a down to earth person that just wants to you know be treated normal and sit. So it, it was cool. And then he found out my name is Tyler. We kind of had that. Oh, there you go. We we had that we had that connection, and uh, you know he he chatted me up for a little bit, which was super sick. So he, he's, that's awesome. He's wearing insane jewelry. You know it, he's he's rolling in the big boy Rolls Royce. This is not a starter Rolls Royce. I mean, this thing is the size. This car is the size of a Tahoe. I mean, it's fucking crazy. But well, you saw he won Album of the Year at the BET Hip Hop Awards, right? I did, and so that was like it. Just seems like he's in a good spot in life, and and it's dope because, I mean, I was never a huge fan. Like, I mean, I I know Tyler. I'm a fan of like what he's done as a person, but I didn't necessarily listen to his music. I don't necessarily wear his clothes. I've never been to Fognog um you know like i i just like i wasn't necessarily like his like lane and right i mean he's got a fan for life in me now just by just by meeting him it's like that's awesome you know it, it's like dude i'm a fan of the person you are for sure i i've always followed you i've i know what you're doing um and, and and it's impressive what you're doing you've always stayed in your own lane which is probably the like even if it's not my lane i respect that he did his thing the way he wanted to do it so yeah shout out tyler man team, that's awesome team tyler yes that's awesome i, I mean I remember when Tyler the Creator came out. I was in like high school and I was I was listening to his music a lot. And then uh I kind of like went away from it for a little bit, but then now like recently I've kind of come back to it uh with some of uh with his last two albums at least with Igor and um oh, I'm I, this is really bad. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, we we got a new album that he were, just won. We were talking out. about uh we were talking about um is it his last name? 
No, it was. Um, we, we were talking about like music, though, you know, and and I told him like I love the, like the game was like one of my favorite. Rappers. Call me if you get lost. He That's was, what it's called. He was game was one of my favorite rappers and. Marshes vs. Goblins, baby. And how it's so dope to to and how many times me and my brother used that clip of game saying, Fuck you, Tyler. Tried to like <laughs> reference it to me, you know? Like, That's so funny. That was a funny thing. So yeah, man. Shout out shout out the Kraken and shout out Tyler the Creator, man. That's awesome. Yeah, no, and I literally just went back through and listened to his entire discography like during the pandemic, obviously. I've been listening yeah. to a lot of hip hop albums. Uh, like over 250 albums, and and I went through uh, his discography, so that was that was pretty cool to go back and listen to some of his old stuff that I was listening to back in high school. I mean, to be honest with you, I I looked up his stuff on Apple Music on my ride home just after like having you know I've had a couple of uh, interactions with him over the last couple of days, and and now like now I mean I'm I just I want to know more because the kid is so nice and he's so dope. He's he's a, he's a, he was nice to every single person. You he's know, really he, close with Ben Baller. He, he he was nice to everybody in the building. Like he, he's a good dude. That's dope. Well, pinky ring goes fucking dumb, dude. <laughs> I mean, I can he, imagine. And and he did. You know, he does a funny thing. Like when you go to knock him up, he like grabs your hand. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's just it's like classic. I mean, he's just like a, you know, he's such a unique he character. He, yeah, man. he don't seem like he doesn't seem like someone that's got 11 million followers on Instagram got a 50 million dollar bankroll you know what i mean he doesn't seem like that guy when you meet him he just seems like a you know your everyday guy yeah well i'm gonna shout out another uh all-time great and a and an all-time great guy i'm gonna shout out the lakers legend pal gasol he announced his retirement yesterday at a press conference in spain it was announced shortly after by the lakers that they will be retiring his number 16 Jeannie Buss said in a tweet that it was never a matter of if number 16 was going up, but when. Uh, Powell obviously spent seven seasons with the Lakers, won two championships while appearing in three straight NBA finals. He's one of the best passing big men in basketball's history. He was the perfect complement to Kobe Bryant when he joined the team midseason in 2008 after the Lakers traded Kwame Brown, Javaris Crittenton, the rights to Mark Gasol, Aaron McKee, and a 2008 first-round pick and a 2010 first-round pick. Uh, the Lakers also got a second-round pick in 2010 along with Pau Gasol in that trade. Uh, but the bond that he and Kobe formed while they played lasted until Kobe's last days and now even past it with Pau being so close to Vanessa and the girls. Uh, Pau, he's forever a Laker legend for the stuff he's done both on and off the court. He's he's a future Hall of Famer, in my opinion, for both what he did in the NBA and internationally. And I'm just I can't wait for that number sixteen to go up to that go up next to that number twenty four in the rafters at Staples Center. Yeah, he deserves it. He went through fucking hell with the Lakers. They they wanted to trade him every other year. He had to he had Pau he, Gasoft. He he always had to to muscle through those rumors and, and stay professional and stay I mean they fucking traded him one time. He was part of the Chris Paul trade. So it's it's uh Pal has always got my respect. I always wanted to I was always one to, that was quicker to defend him because I felt like it was it it, it must have been tough. It, it must have been tough, man. I mean, you know how how tough it would be playing with Kobe, playing with Phil and all these stars. And then to then to, you know, always be kind of like the one where it's like, should we trade this motherfucker and get a little better or should we just roll with the guy we got type of scenario and 
And and Powell Powell like took that shit on the chin, you know, like a champ, like the champ he is, and he deserves all the all the praises he's gonna get from. The, and the Lakers, all the Lakers faithful is gonna forget about all that kind of shit. Like, oh, there was so much there, praise. There's and only gonna love. be there's only gonna be the 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 good. But what I remember, you know, because I'm not someone that grew up in Los Angeles, um, so the Lakers, I see them in a different light. You know they're the Lakers, so uh, he had a toughest toughest run as any superstar I've ever seen on any team, um, and and got it done, got a couple rings. No, he the Lakers don't win the championships in 2009 or 2010 without him. No, he was a versatile seven footer. He allowed guys like Lamar Odom to be Lamar Odom. He allowed guys like Andrew Bynum to be Andrew Bynum. He could play with both. Um, which is which is just incredible. He was so ahead I mean, of that, his time, man. Yeah, that's you know, he was he was a tremendous basketball player, and and he didn't necessarily. I did, he never really got the 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 cred that he deserved while he was playing. I think now it was almost like you wanted to like him being the second best player was like a notch to Kobe, like Kobe won with Powell. But really, it, it really shouldn't be like that because Powell was a great player, and I think now people are starting to you know appreciate it because they see like what he did and how hard it is like they haven't done it since so you know let's appreciate this guy for what he brought and and yeah i love pal man pause i got them hot 16 just like the lakers center <laughs> swish hey so all right uh i also gotta say get well soon to trevor ariza it was announced uh, right before we started recording tyler I, I don't know if you saw the news but he had uh surgery on his ankle that he's been dealing with uh, a sore ankle through lakers training camp and he's going to be out at least eight weeks. So just uh, get well soon to Trevor Ariza. Yeah, that's fine, man. The playoffs don't start for another seven months, so you got time. Yep. So, all right, with that, that wraps up episode 214 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pacholke, I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. And, oh, by the way, uh, to give an update on where the, the Dodgers are at, it's uh, top of the ninth, 1-1 one, one still. Uh, so no no update uh, or anything. The game is still going. So uh, find out next week if if the Dodgers had advanced to the NLDS. So, all right, with that, that wraps up episode 214 of the TSK Show. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Peace.